Welcome back, everyone, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Andy Molitor. How are you on this fine and glorious morning? Good, busy. Like I was just saying off air, the Kentucky Derby snuck up on us. Drew and I will be doing some Derby stuff uh, early this week. I'll probably have a, you know, I, I put together like a DJ. It's not something you should tail. It's not something you should look at with any degree of like, oh, there's an expert. But I will have my full Derby card and probably an Oaks card out too on Thursday or Friday because I'm going to bet all that stuff. I love, again, we've done some work that to just, name drop somebody who's not paying me to mention them but like i love the tvg interface i have some money still in there i'm sure if i go look and like i love to just f around with that on a on a good a good day like the oaks and the derby so i will have some derby stuff out like i said the deep dive will be doing a derby podcast with a special horse racing guest coming up this in the next day or two and we'll uh we'll even i'll go find some of the old horse ones some of the evergreen horse ones to repost that i think some people could take some good information from so yeah between that the draft we got valspar we got munich we got estoril we've got madrid we've got the nba hockey is coming to my carolina hurricanes have clinched a playoffs I just I bet on him at the beginning of the season. Like uh, I don't I think it was and, Andy McNeil from uh, Visa. I figured that out. He told yeah, us to bet on was. him at twenty to one. So twenty to one. I have some twenty to one tickets on the Hurricanes from uh, when we had him on the deep dive. Uh, my wild. I I don't really follow them, but they're very good. A lot of the analytics people are not understanding how they continue to win. I hear, see a lot of bitching about the wild, but the wild have made the playoffs. So maybe I'll I'll see about what the capacity like playoff hockey an hour from here i might go to a game that sounds like fun they don't play um, hockey on a spreadsheet andy no they they do not it's it's on a it's on a sheet of ice <laughs> it's on an absolute sheet of ice. so yeah uh, very exciting times all things considered and then yeah the draft the fcs playoffs march on and my jackrabbits i guess i'll be cheering for them but yeah, and how the uh, here I'll do the thing where I do the thing where I set you up, and sometimes I don't even pay attention how you did. How did the NBA go last night, Alex? Yeah, Smooth sailing, baby. And both of our unders, I think, went under by like at least ten points. I don't, not sure even either game got to two hundred. It was never in doubt. It was really spectacular. Those are always fun nights. It's nice not to have to sweat anything. Did not you, even did an you overtime end, sweat. And the the best part was you probably didn't even end up betting the Kings. Or did, did you after Przingis? No, Luke so ended late. up playing. Yeah, Luke ended yeah. up playing, but I think the Kings ended up covering. So if you got squarely and you couldn't wait, you couldn't hold it, and you just let loose and you bet the Kings, I believe they covered, did they not? Seven or what eight points, I think they won by? I believe it was. It was right around seven or eight, and I think the game ended up being pretty close. Obviously, yeah. I wasn't paying There was a five and a half, I think, uh, you could get early in the day. So go Kongs, go Kangs, however you pronounce it. And, yeah, let's just <laughs> – Today, uh, the only you know, not much else to say except um, baseball news. I guess this came across my feed. The Pioneer League. This is the wildest thing I read. Somebody just in the chat. I had to look up what the f it was. It's a independent league. It used to be a minor league rookie ball league, but the, with the shakeup last year, now it's just MLB kind of adjacent. They're not going to do extra innings anymore because a lot of those pitchers are rookie ball pitchers types and you don't want to put the strain on the arms so if a team goes to extra innings if it's tied they're just going to do a home run derby which is either depending on your point of view the stupidest thing you've ever heard or the best thing you've ever heard 
Like again, it doesn't it doesn't matter because it's it's low it's low you know grade rookie ball. It's not like all oh, these standings are yeah. you know, we're we're tainting the game and boy we're gonna have to put asterisks on whoever wins the Pioneer League this year if the you know if the Idaho Fall Chuckers don't win it this year. But oh. I'm on their Wikipedia page. But I'm I'm kind of <laughs> I'm I'm as much as I like the second base thing in extra innings and MLB. I don't know if I'm in on this. I might have to. And I was gonna say I might have to watch it. I don't feel like I'm going to be able to catch a Pioneer League game on TV. So if anybody can find a stream for me on that, hit me up because I would kind of want to watch an extra innings, an extra innings uh, home run. Yeah, it's, it's probably not a good sign that I like the idea because generally I want less baseball. Yeah. So by the time we get to that, I'm ready. Let's wrap this well, thing that's up. Something, just get it over with. We don't need 14 inning games with these young pitchers. Like that that part makes sense to me. So and as I get it. I would never. Springfield told Mark McGuire, what do we want? Dingers, dingers. Yeah, I would. I don't think I'd ever want to see it in the majors. But uh, what happened to our guy Tennis? Yeah, he apparently he couldn't get it done in the third set. He lost a close tie break, and then it kind of he had a four zero lead in the second. Couldn't get it done in the third. Hurt. It hurt bad. I'm zero one on ATP this month. Not great. I'll be back at it. I'm looking at tomorrow's lines, but uh, we'll probably just start with the NBA because you had a couple for today and a good one. I like the Golden State pick quite a bit. Tell me yeah, why Golden, you do. Yeah, Golden State, we got, what is it, six games tonight. It's Tuesday, so it's a TNT night. They are hosting the Dallas Mavericks, who are on a back-to-back. It looks like Porzingis is not going to be playing. Golden State did take some money, so congratulations if you got in a little bit earlier here. I actually got the two and a half. I'd play this at three. Golden State's going to be at home where they have a big advantage. I don't see anybody really from the Dallas Mavericks side is going to be able to slow down Steph Curry, who's just absolutely got on fire. Draymond Green is going to do a nice job being able to slow down Luka, I think, a little bit. Again, Luka not even playing at 100% here. So bad rest spot for the Mavericks. No poor Singus. Great spot for Golden State here. Happy to lay the two and a half. Would even lay the three. And they still have Curry. Like he's decent. It's, he makes a lot of baskets. Real good at them three-pointers. We'll see if those three-pointers stick around, Andy. Gonna need them. I'm, Another I'm under. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna get out of this one. Another under Boston, Oklahoma City. Um, this opened, I think, around 215, 215 and a half. As I look around now, this 214 and a half is still there. I would play this down to 213 even. I have this game right around 210. It's a low total. Low totals have been great towards the under this year. Oklahoma City continues to be without. Um, Shea Gildress Alexander, which really leaves them little to no scoring punch. The Boston Celtics play a slow pace. They like to control the game. Um, you know, they are a big favorite here. So we are trying to walk the line a little bit of avoiding the blowout. But Boston, again, you know, similar to what we had last night with Toronto, and they win by a lot. They don't really interested in scoring a ton of points. Again, play a slow pace. If you watch the Celtics, Tatum holds on to the ball a lot. So does Brown. So expect this to kind of be a slow game. Boston, get ahead. Hold on. Control the lead here. And um, I think we'll go under 214. Again, I'd play this down to um, 213. Even I have it just a little less than 210 myself. I'd play it down to 200. A lot of these don't even get to 200. I might play an alt, alt total. I don't care. I'm getting weird Ooh, with it. I like that. Uh, um, parlay Bitcoin with Corey Connors. Yeah. Uh, some of these, uh, not only Bitcoin, but alt season. Ethereum's doing well. A couple other things I have my eye on are doing well. How about Radium? And then a quick question from Jacob Heaton. Tatum is out, right? I believe so. I think I I forgot that as I was talking about it. Um, Yeah, it looks like Tatum's going to be out and Kemba Walker's out. So just Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart there. Again, not a lot of offensive punch. And still two guys that catch on to the ball and hold on to it. 
do some jab steps, all that fun fundamental stuff you learned in middle school that's not actually very good or fun to play with. 1950s stuff. Basketball bounce pass. Um, and then he also, Fuji says, fade Adam Long in golf matchups. Yes, our guy Jay Maz, he put that out last night. And, of course, early in the week when a bunch of people tail somebody on a drone strike, shit's going to move because that's how it works at the offshore markets and some of the early markets, and that sucked. I did I, – I agreed with him. I'm never. I'm not a drone strike guy. I'm real, really conservative with my bankroll and how I bet things. Like I'm never betting something for triple what I'm betting the other one. But I did agree with him, and I got a plus 100. So I did bet some of that uh, – some of the the Adam Long fade. Who did we take? Trying to see what the, the number looks like right now because I got on it as well. Yeah, Just, I can't. I'm seeing. Let's. I'm actually seeing minus one twenty. I mean, what do you think of that number? Again, yeah, Seaford over Long. Again, I would probably end up going with like laying the stroke and a half if you had to bet it yeah. late because I do think Long probably misses the cut here. And Seifert is a guy I like. It's Seifert, I think. I feel like I looked oh. this up once. I want to say. I want to say. Yeah, we feel bad if he's watching. There's a apologies. football player that was Seifert, wasn't there? To him, um, uh, a coach, I mean, George Seifert. That's right. Niners. I did uh, use Seifert in another one, though, and I'm going to use both pronunciations now just to make you feel better. But Seifert, Seifert, potato, potato, George Seifert, somebody in the chat says, Kisner is a guy I will still fade. I'm fine with this. Like the fact that they're going to put this at a big plus number, Seifert's a guy I've been riding for a few weeks. I've liked him. I've liked his numbers. I've liked his uh, ascension. I've liked a lot of the things he's doing as far as the metrics I'm using for this particular course. And Kisner is still working through his new putting thing and not playing all that well. So I make this not quite a pick em. I would think this should be like plus 110. Getting plus 136 feels a little stupid. I want to say this is at FanDuel. Um, I'm noticing a lot of different lines, a lot of different sets of uh, matchups for this one. So I'm going to have to do a lot of shopping. And obviously, don't forget to check it out tonight, 8 Eastern, Seven Central, six Mountain, five Pacific. I will be getting in with uh, Pam, and we'll be doing our bets as I go through the course. I'll play Copperhead tonight. Course record, I believe, 61, so I'm shooting for a 59. Um, I'll get it. And, yeah, abnormal. It says I've been betting a bunch of Ciphered at 100, uh, long over Ciphered at plus 100. That's the thing, too. Like, if you wanted to, this moved enough where you could probably have both have your cake and eat it, too. Like eventually, if enough people bet one of these early in the week, you can get in on both sides. But um, yeah, you're close. I don't know. Like, I, I would love to hear. Maybe he'll say something in the uh, say something in the Slack channel about how he feels about Adam Long. I don't feel great about Adam Long. Like, I don't think you'd. I don't think I'd want to bet Cyphered at uh, minus one twenty, but at plus one hundred, I was fine with it. Again, I didn't go three units or anything wild, but he's a kid I like. Um, and if you wanted some more golf content, go watch the guy who qualified for in the Monday qualifier and just started bawling as he was on the phone with his dad. I made the mistake of watching that right before I did a podcast yesterday and it almost broke me up. So no, we did know the Kings won outright. We couldn't remember if they covered the number. Like I feel like it was a seven point win, uh, but it might've well, been, no, they obviously covered the number. They were dogs to start the day. Oh, for I thought they were favored. That's why I was screwed. No, 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 no. no. Oh, Christ, no. no. See, no. That, that's that's on me, Peter. <laughs> I don't follow the NBA close enough on some of those. I swear I to like God, that they guy. were I was six. a little confused because I was like, I yeah. thought the Kings won. Again, yeah, no, obviously, I, I didn't, you know. 
I just copy paste stuff in. I didn't actually look at the look at that game because I didn't for know if there was sure. anything really to glean there. But yeah, for some reason in my head, I, okay. I thought they were five or six point favorites. Yeah, they, you're right. They were five or six point dogs. Winning by seven or eight definitely covered. That's my bad, Derbs. I'm. Uh, I'll just. I'll sit that next NBA talk out. <laughs> it's okay. Keep trying. You're getting there. I'm getting there. So, um, no tennis yesterday from you, but we are a day early according to your schedule in Madrid. It looks like we do have some qualifying, and you got a couple underdogs you like today. When are yeah, these matches, again, first off? I'm sorry? When are these matches, like overnight? These matches will be tomorrow, and um, the schedule basically for Madrid, they start about 4 in the morning, East Coast time, so about 1 in the morning if you're up real late on the West Coast. These matches, again, I don't know exactly when they'll be, but at the very least, they'll be 4 a.m. Eastern time or later. Um, two underdogs here, and again, this will be in qualifying. Some books have this in a different section. Some of you just click on WTA Madrid, but we're looking for Anna Karolina Schmedlova to beat Veras von Areva. Um, Schmedlova, uh, you know, more of a tour veteran here, um, but someone that is pretty consistent, has played quite a bit on clay. Svanareva, an older player, generally doesn't play as much clay every year. This is actually her first clay tournament. This will be her second clay match. She did win yesterday. Like this number for Schmedlova, I have this much closer. I would have Schmedlova. Um, actually, I probably have this as a pick em. You know, I was starting to look at this, and I might even go back and, and take another poke at this, maybe take like a, a game spread on her or something. But a plus 150, I think this is a really nice number on her. Again, I have this much closer to a pick em. I Again, out of respect for the market, I'd probably hang a plus 110, but I think you could make a case for having this minus 110 each way. So Schmidlova plus 150, play this down to probably plus 135, maybe plus 130, and uh, I'll be sure to put anything out on BetSpurts if I could find like an alt spread or something. Um, you can't track those necessarily, but I'll post it there so you can see it. I feel you. And then Miss Kozlova won yesterday as a big underdog. I didn't back her there. Kaya Kanepi is actually pretty good on clay, but had an off day. Kozlova won as a big underdog. Congratulations to anybody if you um, got there. She is playing Zarina Diaz tomorrow. Diaz, a player who's been winning matches, but you know more kind of hanging on um, against opponents that are losing as, as I start to go back and look. Does not really have impressive numbers on clay. We are at altitude here, and, and she has a little more power and a better serve, which you know, helps her out a little bit in this position, but I think Kozlova is better suited for these conditions. As I start to look at my data, I actually have Kozlova as a small favorite here, so would play this down to probably plus 110, um, not too much more than that, but just another nice underdog. Again, some of these qualifiers are tough. I think um, some of these lines here may be leaning on names and, and some recent performance for Diaz specifically, so happy to grab these two underdogs again early tomorrow morning. Yeah, well, I mean, you bet them now. Don't don't wait. That's true. Bet them now. These these so, have moved okay, a little wow. bit. So, and then I thought I would get sick of these. I really thought. Even last night we talked about it when we had Thor on the the deep dive. If anybody hasn't checked that out, that was a good conversation. He's we went a little more to the well with a guy who really really covers college football, watches a ton of college football to get some opinions and uh, hey, he had a few things that surprised me even so. It was uh, exciting to get him on. I said at the beginning of the podcast I was getting sick of the draft, but then after listening to him for an hour, talking to him after the show and then looking at the uh, offerings again, I played a few more props. Again, some small <laughs> stuff, a lot of plus numbers, but th- just with the steam with the Bills looking at multiple running backs here 
late, you can get away with taking a running back in the first round. If it's a late pick, you know, they are in the bottom four there. I'm fine with this. Um, I almost played bills offensive player plus plus one sixty. I didn't like that as much just because I really didn't see, obviously not taking a quarterback in the first round. There's not a second tight end. The wide receivers are going to be picked through at that point. They're probably not going to grab the sixth wide receiver. It just leaves offensive linemen, which I really don't see right there either, although there could be a seventh offensive lineman. So it's, yeah, and this is true. This is a, a lot of where I'm going with here. There's a lot of variance in the latter part of round one. I'm fine with taking this running back over offensive player. I can't figure out how they would take another offensive player. Maybe alignment if somebody fell or if things got real weird, but I think there's a little more value on Bill's first pick to be a running back plus 200. This is kind of the, um, there's running back over one half at like minus 300. And I can't find anyone hanging a market on, will there be a second running back? I feel like this is kind of a way to get it. Um, there's talk of Tampa possibly doing it too. You can look at some props there with Tampa, but I'm I'm going with this one plus 200. And then this is one I'm kind of going to fight against the chalk a little with the cornerbacks. So certain mm-hmm. Horn, Farley's dropping, but should stay in the first round. I would think it would be pretty wild if he dropped. And then Newsom, likely first rounder. So four two very solid and two really solid first round corners. And then it's, it's basically it's like, will Asante Samuel be in the first round? Because some of these other guys, Stokes, Wait. Campbell, Joseph, their, their over-unders are 40, 50, 45. Things can happen. Things can get weird. And really there are like eight teams that are cornerback needy, but with all those cornerbacks that are kind of in that 40 to 50 to 60 range, I think a lot of teams might feel fine just dropping back and taking a cornerback in the second round. So I am going to go with, you know, under four and a half cornerbacks. And, you know, yeah, if Farley were to fall out of the first round, then this is an absolute banger because you might end up with just a fourth one very late where somebody reaches up for Samuel or something. So I like that one quite a bit. And... I went with some Jag stuff too. Jags have been tied very closely to Mr. Uh, terrible his name, just Morig, the the safety there. He's going to be the he's the number one safety. He's like minus four hundred to be the top safety. Jags have been tightly tightly and closely bound to him. I'm going to take that and a little bit on defense. There's a decent outside shot that they could go somewhere else if he got snagged out of them. They have a ton of needs. I mean, they're going to get their, and you can see how this does say second pick. There's no fun in hagging Jags first pick quarterback minus 10,000. So this is Jags second pick. This will be later in the round. This is the, the other pick they have. There is an outside chance they could look at corner. If a corner were to fall, there's an outside chance at DL. There's an outside chance at edge. But so I don't hate defense in general, but I do think I cash both these when they take the safety. And then uh, uh, all the shit talking we did about Tony last night, I felt like I had to put some money behind it. And I took uh, Minnesota Gopher, Rashad Bateman, to go ahead of Tony. This is something that probably cashes on day two. Like there's, there's a decent chance neither of these men are the fifth receiver that goes in the first round. So this might not happen on the first day. It'll be fun to have some more second round, second round action because I like those quite a bit. There are books, and also look for that after the first round. There are going to be books that offer new markets after the first round is completed. 
I know one of the biggest draft bets I ever made was on just the 33rd pick one time being an offensive player when they opened it. And, you know, it was a very juicy number, but it was not juicy enough by half. So, and uh, I went with, uh, I went with Bateman over Tony again, probably a second day thing, but uh if anybody is hearing what people are saying about Tony and with the things I even seen with my bad, you know, I'm not great at evaluating college players, but some of the sums I saw from Trask and exactly what Pitts did to improve Tony's draft stock. I don't think he's all that good. And Bateman should go ahead of him. So adding to those, anything else I add, I will get on the show or I'll write up in the blog before we get to the draft day. And dueling says under a half safeties plus 180. I don't like that at all, dueling. I think you get a better number on that too. I think you probably get two to one. You need to shop around, Mister Duel. Although we we like him in general. So, um, and then Davis Mills. Here's a question to close things out. Over sixteen half. That one got opened quite a bit higher some places. I don't know, man. I really don't understand. I, I'm I'm just gonna say like there's some things I feel like I have some grip on based on who I've talked to, who I've listened to. Who, what I'm reading, what I'm seeing in my own eyes. Mond and Mills, I have no grip on. I never have a good feeling about how people feel about quarterbacks, especially in the second and third days. Like there's always some team it feels like that reaches for a quarterback in a weird spot, especially, you know, a project one like Mond or Mills or even like Ian. Ian Book could like get not drafted. That wouldn't surprise me. Like you go in the fourth round. Like there, there's a lot of variance. I think in this second, third tier of quarterbacks. So, uh, if, yeah, if I had to play it, somebody might, somebody might reach. Like I might play the under there, but I probably would just stay away from that in general. Yeah, that's not a good position to be doing that. I'm with. Yeah. So, anyways, that's it for today. Like I said, derby content coming up, golf content tonight, um, and yeah. Good luck with everything you bet on today, and hopefully we just clean up in the NBA again. Let's do it. Sounds like a good and, plan. Uh, yeah, know if your teams are favored or underdogs for Andy. <laughs> just makes a long, confusing diatribe of, like, did this six-point underdog win by seven or more or not? Like, what did you bet an alt spread, Andy, or what are we doing? So, And then happy birthday to Patrick's wife today. To Mrs. Jones Truther. Mrs. Jones Truther. I hope you have a blessed April tw- April 27th, and we'll catch you tomorrow. Mm-hmm.